With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Come on, Neil! London beats one, London beats another! London, he will steal this game for the Raptors! Johnny Beefcake! Ryburn gets a couple of bears! Ryburn! Johnny Ryburn! Luke White on the charge! Luke White! You've never seen somebody run this fourth in your life with that size! Gets the pass away! It's Shepard Robbie! Robbie Pinson! Fans, welcome to episode 33 of the DNVR Raptors podcast. Uh, my name is Colton Strickler. As always, I'm your host. Today, I just kind of wanted to to update you guys on what's been going on at the world of rugby and um, what's been going on at MLR and just kind of rugby all over the the map there. So um, it's gonna be it's gonna be heavy news. Gonna be a lot of uh, information. Hopefully, um, some that you you may not have heard by now. And I'll try to fill in the gaps for you. So. Um, first of all, just kind of wanted to fill you in a bit on what's been going on with the MLR. Um, so a couple of days ago, Tuesday or Wednesday, it was a big day for MLR um, and the players involved for a couple different reasons. Um, in terms of the Raptors, I know the show's called the NVR Raptors. Um, as far as the Raptors go, there was an expansion draft um, a couple of days ago uh, for the two new expansion teams. So it's Dallas and Los Angeles. Um, and they got to they got to draft the the players that played for the Raptors last season. Um, they got their first pick. It sounds like they have a couple days um, from whenever it happened. I think they only have a couple more days to make the the te- the players that they did draft an offer um, before those players can go and and hear offers from some of these other teams. Um, so I, I've heard a few I've heard a few of the selections. Obviously, want to kind of keep it quiet in respect to the those players as. Um, they kind of get their next move sorted out, but I will be filling you guys in on where these Raptors players go um, as they start signing and, and whatnot. So um, that's been kind of in the works. Um, I think from what I've heard and what I've read is that each team got to protect, I think it was 30 players in the draft. So those players can't be drafted. The rest of their team is fair game. So we'll see quite a bit of reshuffling and players switching teams and all that heading into next season, which really has not happened too much. I know there's been a couple of players that have kind of jumped around from team to team through these first three years. But um, I think this will be the, the first year that we see like really a big reshuffling of players. And it makes sense, right? They're just not the, the player pools and just not that deep yet. Um, and as these academies get built up and developmental teams really start to form and, and become serious, obviously that player pool will get deepened and there'll be a lot more people to choose from, a lot more experienced guys to choose from um, that will be successful in MLR. 
Um, but until that happens, there's going to have to be um, a lot of the same guys switching around from team to team. Um, and that'll be something, obviously, that happens over time. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. Um, another another thing, too, that, that's going to change the, the shape of the player pool is in a few weeks, I think it's in June, the MLR will be doing their first ever collegiate draft. So like any of these other sports, these players will get drafted at coming out of college. And if you remember a couple months ago, um, the episode that I did with uh, prop Blake Rogers was somebody sent in a question asking about the possibility of an MLR draft. And um, Blake, I thought had a really good answer, really thoughtful answer from somebody involved in professional rugby and somebody that's kind of come up through the ranks straight out of college. Um, he, he really wasn't saying that he didn't think it was appropriate just because when you look at professional rugby other places, they're built through these academy systems like I just mentioned, and obviously those aren't formed yet. Um, but this will be an interesting this will be an interesting experiment. I'm excited to see how it works and obviously I'll keep you guys updated on what's been going on with the draft and stuff as we get a little closer to that. Um, but I know that it's been, you have to apply for the draft. I feel like just like any other sport, I know you've had to apply, which is like sending in your experience, your highlight tape, your rugby CV, all that stuff. Um, so that's, but let me look up the actual date for that really quick. I should have done this in podcast prep, but Hey, um, that'll be interesting to see how that, how that happens. Yes, and it looks like that draft is slated for June 13th and 14th. So, um, and it's just like any other sport, it'll work inverse, I think, of the way that um, the, the standings are set as the season finished. So, obviously, the team in last place will get first pick. And then um, Toronto is sitting out. They have elected not to participate in this draft. So, um, and I think that's because this is like only specific to the United States, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then I can look up the, the arrow statement on that just to give you a little more background on why they elected to sit out. This is according to their statement, it says, with Major League Rugby recently announcing its inaugural collegiate draft, um, will be held on thir June 13th and 14th, 2020. The Toronto's Air Rugby Football Club supports the league and follow members in the, in the creation of this player identification and development initiative. While the club agrees that the upcoming collegiate draft offers another positive step for MLR as it builds towards its fourth season in 2021, the organization can confirm that it will not be participating in the 2020 draft. Our organization was founded on an overarching strategic goal, one that's shared by the entire or Arrows ownership group and staff to improve the caliber of our Canadian men's national teams. Arrows Vice President General Manager Mark Winokur. At the highest level, we want our growth to lead to more reps, better preparation, better performance, and more competition in our national team athletes. The developmental pathways are very different between our two countries and what works in the United States with the national collegiate system and 12 American-based teams to draft is very important. Is very different to what works here in Canada, where young players are all are already on a number of different developmental pathways. So um, that's half the statement. You get the gist of it. That's why they're electing to sit out. Um, and they made that announcement back in April. So they've had the other teams have known about this for a while. They've had times to prepare their draft strategies and stuff. Um, I'm interested too because I feel like I feel like clubs really, uh, I guess, aren't 
I don't know if they are like have the the structure in place to actually successfully run a draft, build a big board and and all that stuff. And I think the way that MLR works is I don't think you have to go where you get drafted, unlike some of these other places. Like you can just um, if it's not the right situation for you, I'm pretty sure you can sign with another team. But don't quote me on that. Um, that's kind of what the impression that I get just based on what I've heard about some of this other contract situation that's been going on with the um, players moving around and all that stuff. So, But obviously, like I said, I kind of got on a little tangent there. I'll keep you updated on what's been going on with the draft. That'll be a date to circle on the calendar about a month away, and we'll talk about it when we get there. So um, another piece of news happened this week was um, in addition to the um, the expansion draft. There was also a movement by the USA Rugby Players Association to get MLR to recognize the organization as a as a legit player union. Um, they want the MLR to accept the fact that they exist and that they will work with the players union. It sounds like the player the creation of a players union has been something that's been in the work for those last two or three years, but um, it's really starting to take shape. Just I feel like as as the league really gets its roots and. Um, gets gets understanding of, of what's been going on. Um, and, and from what I've heard, yeah, it's been something that's been in the work for a little bit, um, something that MLR really hasn't hasn't recognized yet, but this sounds like the one of the bigger pushes for it to happen. Um, USA Rugby Players Association launched a big social post. They've had a really good web presence. It looks like a lot of the players have been endorsing this. And based on the statement and what, I mean, just the number of players that have, it's been very widely accepted by the MLR players thus far. It's gotten overwhelming support. And so I'll read you that statement too. This goes, United States Rugby Players Association calls on Major League Rugby to recognize the voice of the players. USRPA, the recognized union for the men and women of the U.S. national teams, recently welcomed MLR players into its ranks after they overwhelmingly chose to join the players' union. It's great to add the MLR players into our association. Growing to represent players at the professional club level will only strengthen our effectiveness in advocating for all our members, said USRPA national teams player representative board member for the women's 15s team, Kristen Summer. USRPA has requested that MLR's management recognize it as the player's bargaining representative, but MLR has refused to enter into any discussion with the players or recognize their decision to form a union. Nate Augsburger, U.S. men's 15 national team player and scrum half with MLR Club San Diego Legion, said, Our goal is to initiate an official working relationship with MLR, and we hope the league will recognize that players want to help contribute to its progress by improving standards and formalizing structures rather than having MLR choose to depict USRPA and the players and our players as a hindrance to the league oper- operations. Excuse me. I have a, drink. I have a sip of water here. What my, what my whistle... Okay, here we go. U.S. men's national player in front row with MLR Club Utah Warriors, Angus McClellan, added, We really appreciate all the hard work of MLR's management in fostering the league's early progress. But as MLR continues to grow as a professional competition, we need to ensure that players' views are central to its operation. Without the players, there is no game, and the league needs to recognize our voice through the Players Association for us to be valued and respected as stakeholders in the game. Shalom Suniula, USA Eagle and Seattle Seawolves utility back continued. 
Recent events have underscored how critical it is for players to have a representative voice in the professional game. While the league has continued to pay us during the disruption of the COVID-19 pandemic, which led to the cancellation of the latter half of its 2020 season, our lack of consultation in such situations drove home the importance for us to secure improvement in the league's, excuse me, secure involvement in the league's decision-making process going forward. For players, one of the immediate benefits of the union representation is that it provides a clear and formalized communication channel with MLR. For the league, striking an official partnership with the players will further professionalize its relatively new structures, help make it more attractive to potential commercial partners, and substantiate the league's claims of support for player welfare. We hope that MLR management will finally engage with us so we can start working to grow the game together and collaborate on ways to improve the league, added Michael Young, USRPA um, executive director. So that's the that's the statement from the from the organization, the new union, um, that they're trying to get MLR to recognize. And I think it makes valid points. I feel like any other legit sport in this country has a has a players association that really is looking out for the, the what's the best interest of the players. Um, I think I think part of it comes down to money. I think other part like Shal- like the quote from Shalom Sunayula in that statement recognized like um, so for, for people that don't know, when MLR made this decision to cancel the season, there's a meeting between all the ownership representatives, um, and it was a majority vote on what kind of happens when it was, it, they decided whether they wanted to extend the season, if they wanted to, to prolong the suspension and, and, and extend it into the summer, or if they just wanted to cancel it entirely. And obviously there's a lot more strings tied to that in terms of player contracts and when contracts start for Mitre Tensi, all that different stuff, all these other leagues come into play in that decision. Um, but it sounds like the players didn't get a vote on that literally at all. I know um, just based off of first-person interaction with the Raptors players when that happened, they were completely in the dark. It caught them totally out of the blue when the season was canceled. Um, they found out just like everybody else when the news leaked. And then MLR put out a statement, I think, the next day. So they were kind of, I mean, just based off Shalon's comments and, and some of the interactions I had with some of the Raptors players after that happens, they were upset that they didn't get at least to vote towards the owner, to tell the owner what they felt um, the decision was made for them. Um, and in terms of other things, you know, money, obviously this is a new and budding league, so the money's not where um, it, it's, it should be to live on even comfortably yet. So um, all that comes into consideration, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Obviously, I'll keep you guys updated in, in that respect as, uh, as we learn more about this, this union and, and uh, where it goes. So I'll keep you updated as I hear stuff, as I see stuff come through, and as I talk to some more guys. So, a um, little next bit of news is England is touring the USA and Canada in 2021, as reported by America's Rugby News. Something that hasn't happened since 2001. So that'll be a, a good chance for the the USA to get some more work. If you watched World Cup last year, you know that England beat USA 45 to seven. So obviously the the gap is still pretty big. Um, and it'll be good to it'll be good for them to get more work in just to to really sharpen up their skills as, as USA really is starting to gain their footing in rugby. Um, and it'll be a good chance to see some really high level rugby. Hopefully, um, it's somewhere around Denver. If not, I'll probably travel to go check that out. It'll be fun to see that. And for people that are getting into the game, it'll be a fun trip to make if if you're interested. So, 
Um, obviously, as as that gets a little closer, we can uh, update you on all that. And hopefully by 2021, we won't have to deal with this coronavirus stuff anymore and we can travel freely and watch sports in big stadiums again. So I'm excited about that. Um, next little bit of news that I have is that Super Rugby is returning um, in, in kind of a, a smaller fashion, but something that I'm excited about just because there's been no live sports for however 60 days now. Um, and so so how Super Rugby is going to work, I'll, I can read you the story. So it says, Super Rugby miniseries planned as New Zealand set for sport behind closed doors. Decision. So if you've been paying attention, I guess, to, to global, the, the effect that coronavirus has on, on the globe is New Zealand was – Kind of late to the game, I guess, in a sense, to to really be that affected by it. And as soon as they were starting to feel the effects, they shut their borders down immediately, which is obviously what played into the decision of a lot of these MLR players going back to New Zealand. And I'm sure a big part of this, the decision to cancel the rest of the season because a lot of these guys were going home and weren't sure how long they were going to be there. Um, but they closed their borders down pretty quick. And I think last week or two weeks ago maybe, um, there was a news story that New Zealand really had taken they taken care of the, the coronavirus. Um, they just shut everything down. Nothing's coming in, nothing's coming out, and a lot of people weren't getting sick. So I think by, when that article came out, there was only like single-digit new cases a day. They had deaths under control. So they really did do a good job of, of getting that taken care of, and as a result, they're a little bit ahead in terms of reopening stuff. So according to this news story, which I'll read to you right now, it says, New Zealand Rugby has announced plans for a Super Rugby miniseries with the country potentially lowering its COVID-19 alert level on Monday. The government has professional has said professional sport would be able to resume behind closed doors when the alert level was changed from 2 to 3 with a decision due on May 11th. The five teams will play each other home and away over 10 weeks with two matches every weekend, said New Zealand Rugby Chief Executive Mark Robinson. All matches will be played in closed stadiums. As soon as the country announces what date we move to alert two, we will be able to confirm what date Super Rugby will kick off. Both netball and rugby have been working closely with government agencies on what training and playing at level two could look like, and we're incredibly grateful for their support. The Super Rugby... I don't even know how to say this word. I'm sorry. The Super Rugby... I wish Ella Rose was here to help me. Aotearoa would involve the country's five teams, the Blues, Chiefs, Hurricanes, Crusaders, and Highlanders. Robinson said players would need three to four weeks to adequately prepare with contact training before matches could commence. He added that a decision over hosting scheduled tests in July against Wales and Scotland would be made within the next two weeks. New Zealand has recorded under 1,500 coronavirus cases and 21 deaths. Meanwhile, Rugby Australia submitted plans for the return of the professional game to their government and hopes to see players back in training next month for math matches in July. So that's nice to see. Um, I mean, it just feels good to see countries across the world getting sports back, just getting back to some a little bit of normalcy. I understand that how we pref how we proceed after this. No, it, normal is just what we knew as normal. It doesn't exist anymore. Um, but it's good to see this coming back just because it'll be something to watch. Um, Super Rugby is normally broadcast on ESPN+, Plus, so if you have an ESPN Plus account, you can watch it. It'll be something to bet on with the legalization of gambling. Um, I know we got the DNVR bets rolling now, so it'll be something else to gamble on, just be something else to watch. So I'm excited about all that. It sounds like that'll be coming back in June. 
um, with with Australia opening back up in July for sports, and hopefully by then we have some idea of when the NBA and and Major League Baseball is, is going to come back without fans more, more than likely. So just good to see that, good some sense of normalcy, and um, I'm excited for that. And so we might talk about a little bit of Super Rugby as we get a little closer to that and things kind of get a little bit more back to, to somewhat normal. Um, and then finally, the last thing I want to update you guys about is that we'll be co continuing the DNVR Watches Classic Raptors matches um, with the Raptors 2019 victory of the Houston Sabercats on Sunday at noon. Um, I've been continuing with this list. We're down to the last three games, so this is obviously the third match um, on my list. And it's really good match. It's really awesome. It's got a big, uh, I won't spoil it too much if you haven't seen it. It's a big swing, I'll say that. I think you guys will really enjoy it. I'll tweet out instructions for on how to watch this match with me and the rest of the crew on Sunday morning. So make sure you keep it locked on at DNVR Raptors on Twitter and follow my personal at Colton Strickler because I'll be tweeting some stuff from there too. Um, it's been, it seems like it's been a good initiative so far. A lot of people that haven't watched the game at all have been getting into it. Uh, my man Aquaman these last couple weeks has been really getting into it. Um, so it's a good chance to learn before Super Rugby comes back. If you're interested in that, you might as well give the Raptors a try and watch some Super Rugby when it returns. Um, I don't know. I've been enjoying it. I hope you guys have been too. And we'll continue it for the next three weeks, it sounds like, because i got three games left. And then um, I'll tell you guys what we've been, what we've got in the works for uh, what's next. I've, I've heard some plans about, about the next moves, and I'm excited to tell you about all that. So... Um, I'm excited for it. Feels uh, I feel good. Feels like things are are moving in the right direction. Hopefully, we keep um, doing what we need to do: staying home, avoiding people, um, not going outside when you don't need to, just to go to the store, all that stuff. So, feels good though. Feels like uh, we're making some some good progress, and and hopefully that continues to be the case as we move forward. And so the, that's my show, guys. Hopefully, uh, hopefully filled you in on your rugby news. Thanks so much for listening. Um, hope you guys are staying healthy, staying safe. Um, and with that, I will catch you guys on Sunday, and then I'll be back with another podcast next week.